Welcome to the Ether. Today's Thursday, February 24th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have the Cross-Chain Capital Community AMA. Let's take a listen. I guess I'll start with Hunt. And for anyone who was paying attention, they probably saw that you know all our pools have been selling out pretty much instantly. Um, so already our treasury is earning you know pretty decent revenue on a monthly basis from that. Um, based on the 15% fee that we're taking from the yield. Um, What I wanted to talk about was the issues with the distribution because there's been a lot of confusion with that. And I plan on writing up a more detailed article on how it works and how the team costs are determined um, because there's a lot of confusion. And I think the confusion is coming from people are assuming that Hunt works similar to any other staking protocol where tokens are just being minted per block, or if it's something like a decentralized exchange, for example, it's collecting trading fees and then just distributing that to users. And Hunt doesn't work that way at all. So everything that you know about staking pretty much does not apply to Hunt. The way that it works is we have to actually mine. And I guess, first of all, the way the yield is going to be determined completely depends on, you know, each uh, products like internal mechanics. So, for example, with Krabata, the rewards are mined on a four-hour basis, and so there's no yield to even distribute for at least those four hours. Aside from that, because it's not an inflationary contract, it's actually the only the smart contract pretty much just covers the NFTs, which covers the share of each user, which pool they bought into, uh, which NFT they own. Beyond that, it's everything is just using a bot to actually mine these crabs in the game, collect the yield, and then distribute the users. So that's why there's going to be variation in how people receive their yield. And for example, I see a lot of conversations in the Discord 
where people are asking each other, you know, like how much they got or, you know, what time they got their rewards. The rewards are going to vary. And the reason for that is because since it's not a staking contract, it depends on when the bot is initiated to begin with and when the pools are filled. So we don't actually start, you know, the distribution at all until the pools are filled. So as you guys probably saw this week, the pools didn't fill immediately. It took about 12 hours for them to fill. And so, you know, like the first four had closed within a couple hours. And then we had seven pools and the seventh didn't close until about 12 hours later. And so, you know, like we're not going to start distributing rewards to those pools when they haven't even filled. And I mean, like we're paying real money to create these teams. So it would make no sense for us to start them early you know, not knowing in advance if the pool is going to fill and if we're actually going to get a return on our, our investment. So that's why it works the way that it does. The best way to actually, you know, for, on an individual basis for the user to calculate how the yield is distributed and determined would just be to give it, you know, like 48 hours or so and then check on a daily basis if they're getting, you know, relative, uh, like, uh, I guess, like relatively an equal amount um, but even the yield is going to change because it's all based on probability. And so, you know, what we're doing is creating teams with the highest, you know, like uh, miners revenge and the highest win rate. But it's still completely contingent on those teams actually winning. And since it's based on, you know, like Krabata's own mechanics, we can't say, you know, like, OK, today you're going to earn 100 tusks, you know, like. And that's going to be the case forever. It could be 100 today. It could be 112 tomorrow. It's going to vary because it's all, um, you know, determined by Kravata's mechanics. So that's why there's going to be variation. And the best thing to do is actually just calculate it on a daily basis, see how much you've earned. And there's a minimum that you should earn, which is the Google sheet that I uh, sent in Discord which shows that the daily reward after the 15% fees, uh, it's 2,703. So whatever your share is of that, you should be getting like the very minimum that amount. Um, but it's going to be higher than that once we've implemented the reinforcement bot. So um, the other thing about Hunt is, so initially we were selling um, teams that were made up of bulks. And that's because we started creating those teams before they actually announced the faction update. And so prior to the faction update, that's what everyone was doing because it was the most profitable strategy. But since they decided to update the game and change the meta, we also had to update our teams. And now we've all the future pools are going to be upgraded teams. So there's no longer going to be using pure bulk teams. Um, we're going to be using, uh, it's going to be Craboid, Craboid Prime. And the reason for that is you can mine every three and a half hours as opposed to four hours. So you're actually, you're generating more yield just because you're mining, you know, more times per day. But on top of that, they also have the maximum miners revenge, which is 40%. So that means they have the highest probability of winning. Um, so that's why we're using that strategy and all future pools are going to be using that team composition um, to maximize uh, the yield for the user. Um, so the future pools you're going to see, they're going to be a little bit more expensive because 
those crabs are more expensive on the market, and then also they generate higher yields. So that's why the pool cost is going to increase alongside it. Um, I guess other things to discuss is, so Hunt, you know, we had some unexpected delays. You know, the distribution bot had an issue, and um, basically what happened was, so some users didn't get their rewards for, I think, one or two days, and it wasn't that many people. It was probably, like, I think 20, 30 people didn't get their rewards. And the reason for it is because the distribution bot had failed transactions, and then other users were getting more, and then other users were getting less or nothing. And now that's been completely fixed. It's been running for several days now. Um, it's working perfectly. And so now everyone should be getting the accurate amount of yield. Um, so yeah, the devs basically, they fixed the issue. They're using a bulk sender now as well to save on gas. And you know we shouldn't see that issue happening anymore. What we are going to do for the people who didn't get their funds is after we've completed doing all of this, because it doesn't make sense for us to pause what we're doing and deal with everyone on an individual basis when we have a shit ton of work to do. So once we're a complete, like have completed all this work, everything's been optimized, everything's working fine, then we'll go back and we'll talk to any individual who, you know, thinks they're missing uh, yield. And then we'll look at their wallet and see if that actually was the case, you know, if it was one of the failed transactions, and then we can just send the difference. Um, but yeah, it's going to have to wait until we've completed all this work because it just doesn't make sense to stop and, you know, like stop development um, for something, you know, like this small. And it's just going to delay us further doing it. Um, but yeah, so, you know, these these were unexpected delays and it's not a big deal. Nothing, none of them are like grave issues at all. They're all things that were, you know, like relatively simple to fix. Um, but it did kind of slow uh, slow things down a bit, um, and there's there's just a lot going on right now with CCC Hunt. Um, you know, we're trying to basically adapt this for other projects essentially. And we discussed, for example, how Hunt is essentially like at its core, it's like fractionalized ownership. And what we did with Kerbata is like these are assets that are too expensive for people to buy themselves or it requires a lot of time from the user. And there are people who don't want to commit that time. They just want the passive income. You know, They just wanna wake up every day, see that they've made money and leave it at that. And the difference is pretty small between a user mining the teams themselves or just entering Hunt. So we do think that it's something that's gonna be extremely popular. And if people were following the chat, you know, they've seen that people are throwing tens of thousands of dollars in there. There was a guy in the chat who threw in like a hundred grand himself. And as he explained, it's not that he doesn't have his own teams. It's that he doesn't want to manage them himself. So I think Hunt, you know, could be pretty attractive for like pretty much every player type or like any investor who wants exposure to Kerbata. Um, and then I guess, so... Um, I did want to talk about like, because this has delayed us quite a bit and there's a lot that we wanted to do that I think hasn't been mentioned over the past few weeks. For example, uh, sub DAOs, there was a proposal. If you verified your wallet in the discord, you would have seen the governance channels and there was a proposal, um, created by, uh, Mer and B skin regarding the sub DAO model 
and also the treasury allocation. Um, so I recommend people look at that, but um, that's something we definitely plan on pursuing still and that we're going to be essentially like delegating, you know, like investment to Briscoe, Murr, Beeskin. Um, so they're going to have, you know, funds from the treasury that they can use to invest into other projects um, and help grow our treasury. And there's a lot of projects that we're looking at already. Um, you've seen them already if you're part of the DAO channels. Um, you know, they're publishing their proposals there and discussing, you know, like the potential of these projects. And then the other side of it, too, is um, if people were watching or looking at Zapper, you know, we pretty much doubled our treasury in the past week. And before Hunt launched, we were talking about, you know, the impact it would have on CCC's treasury and the revenue that we would be generating. I think. In total, right now, the monthly revenue from uh, just the performance fee alone is about 100000 But then the difference that we make on the pools is going to be generating a lot more than that for the CCC Treasury. So as long as this keeps running and you know, we keep selling pools, um, we're literally looking at like millions of dollars coming into the CCC's Treasury on a monthly basis. Um, and I guess like that's something that I wanted to cover because I don't think people really understand the implications of Hunt. They're just looking at it as, okay, they created a protocol where we get exposure to Krabata, but they're not really seeing how this is integrated with CCC or why it's beneficial to CCC and even how to like value something like CCC because of this pr product. And the way I've been looking at it is, for example, I was looking at GMX. And GMX is, you know, it's for leverage trading, but for their stakers, they're generating about $6 million per month, which is distributed between all stakers. And every time I think about Hunt, and this is just with Krabata alone, but that's the type of revenue that we could be generating for CCC. And that's without trading whatsoever. That's completely independent of what the sub DAOs are doing, what projects they're investing. That's strictly from Hunt. and you know, GMX is valued at over $200 million market cap. So in comparison, if that's the type of revenue that we're generating for our treasury and users, you'd imagine that CCC should obviously be worth a lot more than our current market cap, which is like $5.8 million. So for me, it's not even a question. It's all these projects, MCC, Thor, you know, I mean, a lot of them rugged like EFP which if you look at our first AMAs, I was telling people these projects were going to rug. They don't have anything of value. And so already, in my opinion, CCC, when it comes to farming as a service, nodes as a service, any of that other bullshit, like we're already the best. Um, we're the only ones that actually have a sustainable product. And we're the only ones that are going to be generating that sort of revenue, you know, for the DAO. Um, and I think people are just going to see that in the coming weeks. You know, like one example is just that we already doubled our treasury. We're already getting regular revenue. Um, so we're already in the lead, in my opinion. But um, and that's like I said, that's only with Krabata and Hunt can be adapted to a bunch of other projects. So if we're going to be getting, for example, millions of dollars from Krabata every month, imagine once we start adapting this to other projects. And so CCC, you know, really is going to be comparable, in my opinion, to like the top DeFi protocols, but it's going to be the first DAO that is actually doing this and sharing it, you know, with their users, 
and where the users actually have a say in how the DAO is managed. Um, so I think we're getting pretty close to fulfilling our goals um, that we've been talking about since the very first AMAs and since the first week of CCC. Um, so I'm pretty excited for Hunt. I think there's a lot of other people who are excited as well. We've been getting a lot of contacts. Um, there was one pretty big YouTuber who DM'd me this week um, who said he's interested in doing a video. And we didn't reach out to him at all. He just personally reached out to us. Um, we're talking to a couple VC firms. One of them we reached out to for advice with the Launchpad. Um, another one has contacted us recently just because they're interested in investing. Um, we got asked to go on uh, Crab Radio, um, which I think would be good for us to do. Um, but we're going to wait because at the moment, we don't really have the capacity to sustain the sort of demand that we were seeing for the hunt pools. And so our worry with marketing right now is basically we want to take a step back and refine everything first and increase our capacity and then move on to marketing because otherwise we're just going to have, you know, hundreds or thousands of people who are pissed off that they can't even access the project um, because we don't have the capacity to do it. So, yeah, it's there's a lot of positive things going on. Um, you know, with podcasts, advising, and partnerships. Um, and we plan on tackling all of that in the near future. But for now, our main priority is just refining Hunt, you know, implementing the reinforcement bot. We fix the distribution. And once all of that is done, then we'll move on to everything such as the sub DAOs and actually, you know, pushing marketing. Um, so, yeah, we already have some things in the works. There's a couple of influencers we'll be working with. Uh, we hired an agency for guerrilla marketing um, and, you know, we'll be going forward with the podcast and such. And I guess to kind of wrap it up um, on my end, some of the things that we've been discussing, like our original intentions haven't changed at all. So if you were here, part of the earlier AMAs where, you know, we discussed the roadmap, for example, building a launchpad, building an educational platform, um, you know, like. That's, st that's still all in the works, and that's still part of the plan. Um, some of the new things that we discussed, though, were, for example, um, we want to do a podcast series with other projects. And I've noticed other projects doing this as well. But I think it would actually be a way to help, you know, like CCC holders learn about new projects. But it would also help, you know, bring exposure to, uh, to whoever we work with. You know, so I think doing these sort of podcasts with, you know, like DeFi or play to earn projects would be really beneficial to our holders and then also to, you know, bringing more eyes onto CCC and Hunt. Um, so that's definitely something we want to do in the future. But um, yeah, I guess that's everything for now that I have to say. Um, I guess I'll open it up for questions if people want to ask anything. Um, and then, like I said, you can ask questions in the Discord. Um, or you can just request to speak on voice and I'll add you. Oh uh, yeah, someone mentioned the fire alarm. I ordered a ladder, which just got here today, so I'll be fixing that today. But yeah, no more um, fire alarm. Let's see. Um, so anyone can request to speak and I'll add you. Um, the D5 fanatic. You can speak now. We can expect that to be released. 
Um, we, I have no clue because we haven't even started development for it. We just have, you know, like an outline of how it's going to work and it's doable, but we have to finish reinforcement first and then we'll have a meeting and, you know, start to see how long that will take. But my, you know, like I would expect probably mid to end of March before that's released. Okay. Thank you. Uh, uncle Jay, uh, you can speak, I guess it's, uh, it's still connecting. I don't know why it's not connecting. Um, any anyone else want to speak? His his microphone wasn't connecting for whatever reason. All right, let's try again. Okay, you're added. You can speak. Cool. Sorry, I just uh, had a couple questions just about um, future pools. I was just wondering. I'm not sure if it's been mentioned already whether you were sort of looking into the treasure ecosystem. On Arbitrum. Into the what? Uh, the treasure ecosystem, like magic on uh, Arbitrum. Uh, I have no clue what that is. Yeah. So, I'm not involved with research of any other projects. So that's the delegates would be responsible for that, like Briscoe. Um, and random guy would be the ones to talk to uh, regarding play to earn gaming. Um, I'm just way too busy with building this now that I don't have any time to research those sort of things. No worries. I understand. I'll bring it up in the, in the uh, Discord chat. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, anyone else want to speak? That was the last speaker, so, uh, and I guess Briscoe said that they do have a proposal coming up on Treasure uh, to answer your question. Um, someone asked if we're going to be pursuing fractionalized strong nodes. Um, initially, we had the idea of fractionalizing these nodes, but to be honest, I looking at that whole market right now, it seems like it's dying pretty quickly. Um, I've been in strong for a long time, but you know, I haven't added a single dollar to my investment because I've always expected it's going to go to zero at some point. But looking at projects like Thor, for example, um, yeah, Jesus Christ, it's down 64% for the month. Um, MCC has nodes as well, which I don't think they're going to fucking go anywhere, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so I'm not really sure that we want to spend time fractionalizing them. The reason being is that it takes time, and then I don't think the return is actually going to be worth, you know, like the time we'll be spending on development. Um, so, and there's better options on the market with, you know, like um, much longer like lifespan that I think we should be focusing on. But I don't know if it's not too complicated, then you know, like we'll do it. But at the moment, that's not a priority for us. And um, Crypto Maniac asked if there's a way for old pools to upgrade their teams. We've already mentioned in our articles before that we're going to be upgrading the teams, so there's no reason to be concerned about that at all. All of them are going to be upgraded regardless. Um, any other questions? Anyone else want to speak on voice or ask questions on the Discord? Hey, what's up? Thanks for, for putting this on again. Um, I guess my main question would be for, I guess, put it to the community, right? Um, the macro situation and in, in crypto at the moment has led to some pullback at present. But what what more can each and every one on this call and in the Discord do to help spread CCC's word? What message do you want from the people and how can they help to bring attention to the to the Discord and everything? What what more can everyone be doing? Yeah, it's a good question. And um I forgot to mention, but Terra Ranger and several other people started their own group to do community marketing. And they have a lot of good ideas. Um, 
they've mentioned some things that we'll be implementing soon, like adding a, a tip feature on the Discord, for example. But they've also been discussing, you know, doing their own AMA regarding marketing. Um, and we'll be helping to fund all of that as well. I think it's a good idea. Um, for one, because I think really like, you know, key to a project's success isn't really just the team spending money on marketing, but people being involved. Um, and obviously we want to like incentivize that behavior. So um, they're drawing up their own plans and then we'll be helping them out however we can, whether that's with money or implementing a new feature and so on. Um, so get in touch with Terra Ranger on the Discord if you want to be part of that. And then regarding the gifts, people are just going to have to wait and see what that's about, but it'll be soon. I'm not releasing any details about our plans. So, and yeah, um, like I mentioned, it's like we're not really in a rush to market. Um, I think there's a lot of people in the Discord who are kind of like panicking and worried about the price and think it's like the end of the world because of Bitcoin dipping and this Ukraine situation. Um, our goal is like we're pretty confident that we have a really good idea. Um, we think that this has the potential to be one of the most successful DAOs in the entire crypto space. Um, I think we have the potential to be one of the best passive income projects. And there's really no one with a comparable idea. Not that there aren't better ideas, but at the moment, I haven't seen anything that I would consider sustainable. Every, like Our competition consists of just Ponzi schemes, and I don't think it's going to be difficult to take them out when people see you know, the sort of yield that they can get for not even, you know, like, a, I mean, for example, MCC, you need $10,000 if you want to earn 1% daily. Whereas with Hunt, you can come in with $100, $200 and earn, you know, twice the yield. So I think it's just a no brainer that, you know, we're going to see a lot of traction for this project and we'll be seeing a lot of growth soon. But everything has to be done you know, like step by step, and we need to get everything in order before we can really initiate marketing um, and start attracting those people. Otherwise, we're just going to be overwhelmed. And yeah, there's other games that we're going to be entering. Probata is just the first one. Um, it's open for speakers. If anyone wants to speak, you just have to make the request on Twitter. And yeah, regarding uh, Vass or whatever, or Vass on the Discord. That's pretty much been the main question for us from the beginning is, you know, like you need sustainable revenue if you want to make a project like this. And if your only solution to that is to constantly be attracting new investors and paying out old investors, that's the definition of a Ponzi scheme. And so all these ideas like multi-node and like looking at MCC, I mean, just blatantly fuck them. They're a bunch of scammers and I feel sorry for people who are throwing money at that. But, you know, like the whole idea of multi-print, multi-node, it's going to collapse on itself because eventually there just isn't going to be money coming in and people are going to see the declining yield and everyone's going to panic sell at that point. So it's really just a matter of time before those projects collapse. But I think that puts us in a good position because everyone is trying to find the next passive income project. And when we have the highest returns and also the cheapest entry, um, you know, we're in a good position to compete with them. So I see all those projects imploding, especially, you know, considering the stress that the market is under now. Um, it's going to be really difficult for those people to survive.
and yeah, more more pools will be released soon for Krabata. Um, we're thinking tomorrow, most likely. There isn't going to be a set schedule that we release them because it honestly is a lot of work to launch these pools. Um, but we're going to try to do it daily if we can. If not, then every other day. But the best way to keep up with it is just going to be checking the announcements. And yeah, the priorities going fo forward over the next few months. I mean, for the immediate term, we have to refine Hunt. You know, we're working on the reinforcement bot and we expect that'll be done next week. Um, after that's done, we're going to be thinking about, you know, like the second edition to Hunt that we're working on. Right now, like for the past two weeks, I've been absurdly busy trying to calculate a bunch of things for Hunt for this new product that we're going to be releasing. Um, and also like in all these meetings for, you know, a variety of things that we're doing with marketing and partnerships. So I've just been completely overwhelmed, but so I feel bad that we've been neglecting the things that we promised. Like the sub DAO is something that I want to take action on immediately. So I'm hoping that, you know, hopefully by next week, once we're a little bit less busy, we can start moving onto that and start actually like implementing, um, the sub DAO model that we've been talking about. Um, new pools, like I said, they're just going to be done, you know, when we have the capacity to, um, and then the website we're going to work on, you know, also as well, as soon as we have more time to do it, it's just right now we're completely overwhelmed with, uh, improving hunt. Um, uh, VG, we, yeah, I mentioned earlier that we've talked about a launch pad before, and if you look at our docs uh on gitbook you know we mentioned launch pads we mentioned uh seed rounds so that's always been part of the vision and i don't think it's something that'll be difficult to fulfill the thing is is like you know to actually enter into discussions with these projects and to get allocations like you also need some sort of legitimacy or you need connections and i think for us to do something like a launch pad you know we've been going we've been here now for three months and I think we're like slowly starting to acquire that legitimacy. And I think that's proven just by the fact, like the sort of people that have been reaching out recently. But as the project grows and people see that like we're genuinely here to stay, I think something like a launch pad won't be difficult at all to implement. In terms of development, it won't take long. Um, the main question regarding launch pads is really just the legitimacy and connections that we have to create. But I think we're getting pretty close to that. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a launch pad, you know, in the next few months. And then regarding the pools for CCC and TUS, to do that, we need an Oracle because without an Oracle, there's not going to be any way to actually accurately track, you know, how much has been invested into the pools. And since the market is crazy right now, where we're seeing like 20% dumps in a day, it would be wise at all for us to launch pools you know, and an asset that we can't keep track of. So that's why we're doing USDC right now. But um, definitely in the future, it's part of the plan, but it's not really the biggest priority right now. And yeah, uh, I mentioned, I forgot to talk about the, so there's the uh, rewards uh, UI. When you hover your mouse over the NFT, it flips over and shows you your rewards. That currently is broken because of the new distribution bot. And so it hasn't been updated to actually like keep track of the new distribution bot. But what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of that feature altogether. And I think what we're going to do instead is create a rewards page where it just shows you 
the total tests that's sent between the distribution bot and your wallet. And that way it'll be much easier to track and there shouldn't be any issues with it since it's just looking at the two wallet addresses. And you can do whatever you want with your tests. You know, you can sell it, put it into CCC, but I'm not really worried about the sell pressure from tests at all. Um, you know, it's a token that's meant to be sold. So that's what you should be doing with it. Either use it to get your own crabs to breed or sell it. Um, any other speakers on Twitter? And I guess another thing to mention too is like what, like people, I think, and I'm not even really too concerned with explaining this. I'm just doing it on the AMA because I expect that anyone listening to this are people who are going to be sticking around for a while anyway. But I personally don't really care if the market gets this or not. Um, I think what's going to end up happening with CCC and Hunt is going to be very similar to Ohm, where, as you know, like it took a couple of months for Ohm to actually pop off. And, you know, no one really was discussing it for a long time. But I think that once people begin to understand what this is, you're going to see a lot of projects trying to fork it. And I think that, you know, all the conditions are there for this to become a pretty significant narrative in you know on twitter and in the general crypto space but what people aren't seeing is that like essentially what we're doing is basically crowdsourcing liquidity and so people can look at it one side which is the revenue that we're generating um or how the treasury is growing but the scope goes beyond even that because like yes we're we're generating a shit ton of revenue off of this but we're also crowdsourcing the liquidity for us to acquire these assets. And so right now, our total treasury, you'll see, you know, we have $600,000 in stables. But then if you look at the value of all of the assets that we've acquired, like the NFTs, for example, then you'll see that the treasury is actually worth a lot more than that. You know, it's like $2 million. So I, it's just a matter of like connecting the dots and not everyone is really capable of doing that. Because unless it immediately benefits their pocket, they're really not going to bother trying to actually read or, you know, figure out the exact mechanics of the project. But I think that once it takes off and people start like becoming more interested in it, you're going like those are the sorts of things that you're going to see people talking about is, you know, like just how clever it is to crowdsource liquidity for these things to also give users exposure to it. And you know, I mean, like the idea of a decentralized exchange, for example, you know, took off because of crowdsourced liquidity. And I think that's going to be the same thing with Hunt and Play to Earn Gaming and any other project we adopt to. Um, but I think other DAOs especially are going to see the benefit of this. And this will probably become, you know, like a critical feature of like how DAOs work in the future. Um, crypto agent. Hey, what's up? Oh, yeah. Hi. Thanks for today again. Um Loving the transparency, loving the the updates, and I'm loving the the, uh, the unique aspect of of all of all that's going on. To be honest, I've been involved in in the scene for about five years and not seen anything like this really. Um, I'm a big a big DAO fan as well. Um, I just wanted to know a bit about bit of background uh, your bit of your background really. What's your background and where you've come from? What what scene? Because you you've clearly got an idea of, of the finance industry which I work in. In the bonds, so mm -hmm. so I just wanted to understand obviously what your background is, and because I you know I, I get a sense that you're very confident and and motivated in what you're doing, um, which is a an attribute that um, I'm admirable I'm admirable about uh, with people um, yeah. because it gives you conviction in what you're doing. Um, 
And also the other thing about uh, in the project itself is what's your view on the market at the moment? You mentioned, obviously, that you're not too concerned about you know where the market goes in respect of Triple C and, and Hunt. But I just wanted to get a flavour to see you know what your thoughts are, obviously, on what's going on fundamentally, um, especially. Um, because obviously it, it will have an impact, I suppose, you know, in, in, in various elements of the liquidity flows that, that, that the, the project sees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't have any significant background whatsoever. Like I've mentioned, I've been just investing in crypto for a long time. And my connections in the space all have all happened pretty much organically and spontaneously. And so the developers um, of this project, for example, they're working for you know, a pretty significant financial corporation that everyone knows. Um, and they're essentially developing a cross-border payments program for them. Um, and so, you know, they're the ones running this program. So they're not, you know, like amateur, like coders or anything like that. Um, but my connections to them just came from essentially like, you know, I've been on Twitter for a while. I had my own private group. And I mentioned this in the earlier AMAs. But how this idea came about for CCC and the DAO was because we noticed a lot of people were constantly coming in and leaving and they weren't really invested in like the group's, you know, like long term interests. And so there were people who would come in because they wanted alpha. And then as soon as like a new trend popped off where, you know, they wanted to be they wanted to follow the NFT hype or they wanted to follow the BSC hype. And so these people would just leave and we'd never hear from them again. and so we were just thinking about how do you solve that? And a DAO was the first idea that I think was obvious. But also we were thinking, how do you actually incentivize these people to continue contributing you know, to this group so that everyone has you know, like a collective interest in its long-term future, but everyone is also actively contributing and being rewarded for their contribution. And so I think we've, in some ways, we've already been successful at that with CCC. And I mean, just like, you know, we're paying all of our, all of the delegates for the DAO, we're paying all of our moderators, you know, we're going to be adding this, t- uh, this tip feature soon so that, you know, like if someone contributes something as small as like, you know, they wrote a decent tweet or something, or they made, you know, like a meme that a lot of people like, then people will be able to tip them. Um, and we're going to just keep expanding on that. You know, we've done giveaways as well. Um, for people who have written proposals, we've mentioned that, you know, like we're going to compensate them. Um, if the proposal actually performs well, then, you know, like they'll be compensated for that. And it'll, it'll vary for each proposal. Um, you know, the first, the most significant one, I think, was the Cravata proposal. But, you know, as we mentioned, we were going to give Briscoe, you know, his own team, which, you know, like over a year would generate over six figures. And that's because his proposal has generated well over six figures for us now. Um, so, you know, like that's the type of thing that we want to do is reward everyone who is participating and helping out the DAO. Um, but yeah, I guess to answer your question regarding my own background, I'm pretty much a self-taught. I've just been trading for a while. Um, I'm not a day trader by any means. I don't care to do that. It's too stressful for me. So for that reason alone, I don't want to do it. And at the point where I'm at now, you know, like I'm just investing for the long term. And so, you know, I'd much rather read about a project, you know, throw some money at it. And I don't really care if it's going to take me months or a year to get a return on it. It's just that's my approach and how I prefer to do it um, because it's just a lot less stressful for me. 
Um, and then regarding the market now, I'm not really concerned with it. It's like my expectation is that we're just going to see it range for a while. And I don't know if that's going to be six months or 12 months. Um, I imagine probably like by end of the year, we'll see the market bounce a bit. But I'm not really too concerned by it because just fundamentally, the space has changed completely. And the comparisons that people are making to like 2018, when none of this stuff like play to earn gaming, DeFi existed, there was actually like objectively no reason for people to keep money in crypto during that time period. You know, like um, your options were pretty much like Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum was like the best thing, but Ethereum was nothing comparable to what it is now. So I, I don't think the comparisons are accurate in any way. And I think like we have to consider that in terms of even considering like how this liquidity is going to stay in the space um, because there's just been like thousands of ways that, you know, like people have created for people to actually like keep their money in crypto and to actually like utilize it, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I concur 1 million percent with the, um, the observations of the market. It, it's the dynamics have changed. You know, you go back to t 2017 and 18 with the e Ethereum run. You know, you get obviously all these ICOs using the platform. It was obvious what was going to happen with the demand with Ethereum. And obviously there was no ut utility anywhere, but obviously completely different now. And obviously if you're, you know, triple C, obviously you get, you know, sort of percentage back, obviously just for holding, which I'm happy to because the long-term vision you've got, you guys have got and the community that you're building is, um, is quite impressive, especially if you've been uh, around for around three to four months, I think. So, yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, th thanks for that. I appreciate sort of the honesty, you know, and the, the angle of approach and obviously you can tell obviously that you understand what you're talking about just by the way you articulate anyway. So I'm on board long term anyway. Yeah. And I mean, I this is another thing that I've been mentioning too is like I get people who message me and I, I think a lot of people assume that I'm the one running the things with the DAO. And I mean my goal is for that to not be the case at all. And so people will message me with a link to a new project. And I'm so busy these days that I don't have time to read those things. And so pretty much what I'm learning at this point is whatever is recommended to me from Murr, from Briscoe, from Beeskin. And, you know, they'll send me a proposal or they'll tell me about a new project that is about to release. And then I'll read that. But they're the ones that are entirely responsible for research at this point. And I want to keep it that way. And if I'm less busy, you know, a couple months from now, then I'll start to engage that as well. But just because of how things are right now, that's who people should be contacting. And especially if they want to have a more active role in the DAO, you know, all of those people contact me and they'll, you know, they'll say like, hey, I've been working with this person for a few weeks. You know, they're very intelligent. They're doing great research. And they'll tell me that they want to bring them on as an analyst and we'll pay them to do that. So to even, you know, like if you're looking for an active role in CCC, those are the people to be talking to. Um, they're the ones who are going to be managing the funds for the most part. And they're also the ones who are going to be researching projects. So everyone should be, if anything, if they want advice on what to invest in, or they want to discuss a new project, contact those three. Um, and then also, no. yeah, also a random no. guy in the discord. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's good stuff. To be honest, I like the fact that you're giving me a pre presenting opportunity as well, you know, for, on that basis. And you're building a hierarchy of, of, of governance as well as, um, autonomy. Right. Um, and, you know, the way that companies are built. So, you know, I'm, I'm impressed with that. Just while I got you on it, there is a, a game that you, sh you you may want to just review is Holy Grail, which is on the um, the Harmony 
harmony uh, okay. blockchain. Yeah, I mean, I know that they have an extensive list of play to earn games that they're looking at. Um, they mentioned that they have a proposal coming up on Treasure. I mean, they've already written them for Alice, for uh, Pegaxi. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that they're looking at. Um, so, I mean, like, these are the kinds of things that I like to see, too, because that was our vision, was for people to be having these discussions and figuring yeah. out ways for them to earn money, both with the DAO, you know, like, from the revenue and the buybacks that we're generating, but also just from all the discussions and the networking that they'll be doing, you know, like, within the DAO itself. So that's why I've been saying, you know, I think we've been doing a pretty good job at it. I think for anyone who's active... You know, plenty of people say that, like, one of the best things about the Discord is just how much they've been learning about new projects. So I think we've been pretty successful in that regard. Yeah, it's, it's good start. I'm liking the growth evolution and onwards and upwards. So so thanks for that. Yeah, thanks a lot. Good, man. Um, does anyone else want to speak? We have about 10 more minutes if people want to ask some questions. Yeah, I also think we're in a good position being on Avix because... Um, I don't know if people recognize this, but there are like DFK, for example, is going to Avix and DFK is one of like the largest play to earn games on the market right now. Um, but, you know, like all these projects are building their own subnets, Krabata, DFK. Um, I can't disclose other projects that are coming to Avix, but there will be some pretty big news in the near future. And Avix is trying to take on gaming and I think become, you know, like the, the you know, the preferred chain for play to earn gaming essentially um so i think the fact that we built on avix has already put us in a good position to enter that market um just because of all the games we'll see launching on it um and the new ones entering soon um so no one else has requested to speak um we have 10 more minutes so if i don't get any more questions i'm just gonna close it in a couple minutes um yes hello hey how's it going pretty good pretty good uh I just have a question. Uh, are we getting any land? Are you buying any land for, for the metaverse? Um, that's part of the plan, but right now we don't have anything in mind. I mean, I know that World release, and we've been uh, there's been plenty of discussions regarding World. Okay. Uh, I, so, I guess it's complicated by a couple of things. We're focused on building our treasury. And I mentioned that, you know, we want to have at least 50% stables before we start making any other significant investments. But we're getting pretty uh, close to fulfilling that goal. Um, so, you know, in total with all our NFTs, our treasury is at 2 million. And then with just in stables, we're at 600,000. And so I don't think it'll be, you know, at most maybe like two weeks before you know, we meet that goal and we can start entering other projects. So we're not very far from that at all. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Bizlet, how's it going? Uh, your microphone is muted if you want to speak. All right, yeah. I have questions uh, concerning like Kravida uh, for Hunt. As, um, how long do you think the runway will be in terms of viability of yield? And if uh, if Crab starts to, you know, like die off, is there... Uh, is there a way that you can sell the crowd teams and like, um, you know, like the NFTs, you can like liquidate it and give back to its holders. Some of the um, money that you spend in, is that, is that any part of the plan? Um, users can sell their NFTs on Kalau already. Um, we're not going to liquidate the NFTs and then distribute that to holders because our top priority is the treasury. 
Um, so if users want to sell their own NFTs, they can do that. But you know, if we were to ever liquidate the NFTs in the future, that money is going to go to the CCC Treasury. Um, the sorry, I forgot the other part of your question. Um, Just like the wrong the wrong way oh, for craft. Yeah. yeah. How much? How much? Do you have any uh, kind of time estimates? I mean, because obviously, um, games go out of style. It's not going to be popular forever. So. Yeah, no, of course. Um, I, I've i mentioned in the Discord a couple times that the way I see the play-to-earn gaming market I don't think is going to be any different from traditional gaming. And so people have kind of been criticizing play-to-earn gaming because they're saying, well, you know, this project may not be here for a year. But I'm also thinking most video games are not here after a year. You know, I mean, even Call of Duty, you probably play for four months, six months, and then you get rid of it and move on to the next thing. Um, so I think that's just the nature of gaming. Even if it is fun, people are going to get bored. They're going to move on to something else. This may actually have a longer runway than that because people are earning money from it. Um, so that's one significant incentive to stay, even if the game isn't that fun. But regarding the runway for Probata specifically, uh, it's complicated and it's hard to say, but to make a simple example, I guess, and I mentioned this in the discord as well. So the runway, for example, being, you know, like 62 and a half days for a user to get a return on their investment. But the money that we're throwing into Krabata on a daily basis is much higher than the total, you know, like the total sell pressure that all those users would have after over 62 and a half days. Aside from that, it's not just money coming in, you know, from one side and then money coming out the other side. The Krabata economy is more complicated than that. Because not only do you have to, you know, you're spending money to acquire the NFT, but then there's multiple other strategies that are, people are pursuing to compound their earnings, to breed, to rent crabs. And so that's why I'm saying it's difficult to, to calculate is because it's not, you know, like a simple, like, you know, like one, two, three, like step process where the money comes in and then the user just sells their rewards. There's a lot of other actions in between that the user is taking, which is burning TUS. Um, so that's why we've seen that like TUS has been deflationary several times since Krabata released, because people are actually using these features of their economy to utilize their TUS and burn it. And so that's why you see TUS is deflationary some days or weeks, for example. Um, so I think that's a huge mistake people are making, assuming that it's just purely inflationary and it's going to go to zero. I think inflation for play-to-earn games is necessary because if not for inflation, then it just becomes too expensive. And then obviously no one is going to buy them at that point. Um, so it's I think inflation is just going to end up being like an inherent feature of these games. Um, but how that's managed is really like up to the teams. And I think for a lot of games, even if they don't have perfect tokenomics, like Pegaxi is one example. Um, I think there's pretty significant issues with their tokenomics, but you know the teams have mentioned that you know they plan on implementing features to reduce the inflation and you know maintain the supply. I think Krabata right now, as far as play to earn gaming goes, though, has one of the best models out there, just because they've created numerous syncs for TUS, you know, with renting and breeding, um, and even for CRA. So. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, so, right, I, I think it will it will do just like Axie or anything else. It will have a euphoria period, and that's probably where you want to sell your tusks and then you yeah. know go go down. So that's that's kind of yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I can even, hear what you're saying. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, even Axie, just like Axie had just purely inflationary tokenomics. And I think last week or two weeks ago, they, you know, they, they put out a new update that they're reducing emissions finally, even though this issue has been there for, you know, like over nine months at this point. But even with the inflation, Axie has continued, you know, for over a year at this point. So, I mean, that's something to consider is like Kerbata has, you know, like much better tokenomics than Axie. And I think Kerbata has only been around four months at this point, three, four months. Um, and it's only has like 4,000 players or something. So it's still really early for Kerbata. I don't think we've hit that, like the peak, you know, of euphoria just yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, two more minutes if anyone else wants to speak. All right, so um, since there's no other questions, I'll just wrap up and talk about, you know, what we covered in the AMA, basically. But as I mentioned, the distribution has been fixed. Um, You know, we're now working on the reinforcement bot. We've already been testing it. And um, from what the developers told me, they saw a 40% increase in the rewards um, just from the testing. And that was, you know, it had bugs, of course. Um, So they fixed a few of those bugs already. But we've already seen an increase in the yield from the reinforcement bot. And as soon as that's implemented, we'll be launched, we'll be implementing that for every single pool. Um, and all the new pools, as mentioned as well, they're all going to be upgraded. And the point of upgrading them is going to be to maximize the miners' revenge um, and in turn maximize the win rate for the teams. So, you know, all the future pools are be- going to be getting the maximum amount of yield possible. And then we'll be upgrading the older pools so that eventually they're, you know, they're providing the same returns as the new pools. Um, Aside from that, as I mentioned, we were delayed a lot because of these unexpected issues with the distribution. Um, But our goal is still to implement sub-DAOs. Murr and Briscoe have already published a proposal regarding the treasury allocation. Um, We're going to be creating a multi-sig that's managed by each of the sub-DAOs, and then they'll be receiving funds, which they can then invest in new projects um, at their own discretion. But of course, they will also be writing proposals for the DAO. Um, And then regarding marketing, we decided to take a step back. So we've already negotiated deals with influencers, with an agency, but we told them to put it off until March because Uh, of the issues we had with Hunt. So we wanted to refine all these things, make sure everything is working perfectly and that, you know, we can actually increase the pool capacity. Um, Because right now, for example, we can only sustain something like 400 to $450,000. And if we're going to do marketing and suddenly we get an insane amount of demand for, you know, a million or 1.5 million on a daily basis, then we're not going to be able to meet that demand. So it would pretty much just be a waste of the marketing funds. So once that's all ready, then we'll be ready to begin. But, you know, we already have the deals in place. We've already had the conversations. It's just a matter of us telling them when to begin at this point. And then, as I mentioned as well, there's been a lot more interest from other projects, from VC firms. Uh, You know, I've been asked to speak on a podcast. Um, A YouTube influencer with over 100,000 followers contacted us. Uh, also, Coins, uh, Coin Kid or Coins Kid, um, which I think is a research group. They also wrote an article regarding CCC, and we got a pretty decent rating. Um, they said that we they would have boosted our rating 
to a five if we had an audit and if we were um, on other chains, um, which, I mean, those are pretty minor things. So I consider it a pretty good review. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of interest, um, you know, from good people too, not just from DGen projects. Um, I have been contacted by DGen projects, but I've been ignoring them for the most part. Um, just because what we're offering is better, and I don't see that really um, doing much for us long term to attract those sorts of people. So we're just going to stick to our original vision, you know, which is going to be basically creating a DAO that everyone can be part of, that they can learn from, where they'll be compensated for their contribution, um, and also generating sustainable revenue that we can return to holders, which we're going to do with Hunt. We already doubled the treasury. You know, we're already making hundreds of thousands per month, which will soon become millions of dollars per month, comparable to the top DeFi protocols, basically. And for a DAO to be doing that, I don't see how that narrative doesn't blow up um, on Twitter or in crypto in general. Um, so I think, you know, we're in a good place. It's just a matter of, you know, we have to keep building, but we're almost there at this point is the way I see it. You know, we're pretty close to success. And then the other features that I mentioned too is we talked to, a, um, we're going to be essentially hiring advisors to help us with a launch pad. And it's not to build the launch pad, it's to actually help us source deals and you know develop these partnerships with other projects. I don't think the launch pad idea is that complicated. So that's something we're going to try and do in the near future. Um, you know, I, I would say probably the next like two, three months, we can get something like that rolling. Um, you know, we're going to expand hunt to other projects. And then, uh, other idea that I mentioned is, you know, we want to start doing these podcast series, uh, with other legitimate projects in play to earn gaming and DeFi. There's a lot of exciting stuff releasing soon, like Yeti finance, there's Echidna, um, and, you know, having discussions with them, I think would be great for everyone involved, um, because it brings exposure to, uh, both of our projects, but it's also an opportunity for everyone to learn. Um, so those are all the things that we covered today. Um, you know, I'm really excited for what's coming and, um, yeah, I'll see you guys at the next AMA. Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was the cross chain capital community AMA recorded on Thursday, February 24th, 2022. This episode of the Ether was brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at wefund.app. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. 
Everybody needs a little hobby Ain't left the house in a while and I'm feeling pretty soggy Broad daylight, find the sun, get a little vitamin D Smoke a little weed or hit a DMT If you know what I mean, I know you know what I mean If you listen to me, please try to follow my lead Every day trying to plant the seeds Overgrow the planet with some good fucking trees I mean good fucking grief, what a shit show All risk, no benefit, shorty get low Slow-mo, simp-mo, roll into the disco Pulls out a knife, leave him behind, slit throats this goes to show it don't take much When you feel the hunch, gotta stay with the rush Never getting separated, I'm trying to delegate the memory And demonstrate a new way to celebrate When I was a kid, the disaster we worried about most Was a nuclear war, nuclear war. That's why we had a barrel like this down in our basement Filled with cans of food and water When the nuclear attack came, we were supposed to go downstairs Hunker down and eat out of that barrel Today's greatest risk of global catastrophe doesn't look like this. Instead, it looks like this. If anything kills over 10 million million people in the next few decades, it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. This bro knows how to shut down a party Stay at home boredom, bust it up promptly Softly spoken, about to get it sorted Paperwork in order, about to cross a few borders Walking by the neighbors, about to spark vapor Picking up odd jobs, gotta do the labor This ditch ain't gonna dig itself Rolling in the thick is how the haters felt When Cinderella finds a fella dancing in the ballroom And Alice decides to eat up all the small shrooms Which one do you think you're gonna follow? That depends on the color of the little pill swallowed Quality control kick the EQs up Nothing like death and destruction to get the views up Acting like a bunch of Yakuza Drunk off the booze and the thought of laying down with Medusa At Lollapalooza I'm hitting snooze, I'm a loser Ten spaces.